0: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy.
1: Fall Guy. the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because
0: nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read at it PG
1: 13. It's time for the World Arm Wrestling League this week. I'm your host, Neil Pickup, and it is on. Ladies and gentlemen, my mothers, my fluffers, the king of Norway, welcome to World Arm Wrestling League this week with my fine fat self, Neil Pickup. Who else is excited about WAL 504? I know I am, ladies and gents, and it's predictions night. We're going to get at it tonight. We're going to get into the thicker things and talk about who we feel is going to win the big matches at World Arm Wrestling League's event this coming week at the Novo in LA. And to help me do that, I've got Australian Ryan, Blue Bowen, back in the house. Yes, far be it from me to take all that risk and burden of predicting 504 on my own. Bring in another man and allow him to gently lay his own floppy dog on the block. Joking aside, we'll get to see if myself and the Ginger Ninja are on the same page. RE504, a little bit more difficult for him as he's actually competing in it. Let's get into the mix right away. Ladies and gents, Ryan Blue Bowen is back on the line. Australia's finest in the mother-fluffing house. Ryan, (laughs) how's it going, mate?
0: Mate, I'm doing well. Looking, looking forward to some, uh, some very interesting events on the horizon.
1: Now, we are closing in on 5.04. Exciting times and exciting places. But on Thursday, July the 18th, 2019 at the Novo on 800 West Olympic Boulevard, we will find out who is the man and who is the woman in various instances and i I wanted to start really with your experience in the classic skill known only as match and event predictions it's fraught with danger (laughs) fraught with disaster (laughs) as we both know but uh, i think we've we only had our really long chat around that when we were leading into 502 yeah Uh,
0: yeah well event predictions um i think it, it, it's easier said than done uh, it's funny you know before i got into this whole promoting the sport pound for pound opinion channel that i put out there i used to think that predicting matches was was a piece of cake like when it comes to people that i've pulled i i feel like i i'm good but when but when all of a sudden you throw into the mix people that you haven't pulled necessarily yourself or it, styles don't always add up and and I sit, honestly, I think I sit, well, I can tell you right now, anything involving Devon Larratt, I get wrong almost every time. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I'm at about 57, 58, maybe 60% success rate at the moment. So I need to pick my game up.
1: Yeah, you zig when you should have zagged and zag when you should have zigged. <laughs> I know how I know, yeah. I know, I know that goes, mate. I know how that goes. But uh, the other thing is with, with the whole match prediction thing, It's difficult for guys like yourself who are out and about and you're in amongst these guys, left, right and centre. And I always feel like how much does loyalty and how much does friendship and Mm. uh, bias (laughs) creep into your subconscious without you knowing when you're thinking to yourself, you know what, I'm going to give this guy a shout out just because I I really like the dude and I was out having a beer with him last week. It's hard not to, to do that, I guess.
0: It it is, especially when you you don't want to upset someone as well. Like I, I I see some guys take it real personally, and and when I when I don't predict them to win, and and especially like, like I I know Matt Mask is someone that I very rarely predicted to win, and I feel really bad. I feel like Matt thinks I don't like him, but look, I <laughs> love I love all the pullers on the scene, but it is hard. The biases creep in, as you say, and. I, I always, I lo- I've always had a thing for outside pullers. I've always thought that they're going to win the long game. And, and I always kind of get a little bit surprised when these, these dogged inside pullers jam up and just fight through. And I'm like, damn, come on. <laughs> so yeah, there's biases, but I think that the longer you're in the game, I mean, you're the master of this, so you know, better than anyone, but the longer you're in the game, I think you get better at it over time. Would you agree?
1: I, I think so, mate. I think so. I, you try and break it down. It's funny. I was, I was just laughing to myself then, actually, when you when you were saying that uh, a few weeks ago when the US Nationals were on. I was watching. Uh, I can't remember who put it out, but somebody did a did did some information out. Put a, put like a montage out on that of the US Nationals, and I think it was the I think it was the ninety kilo class. Talbot was pulling in there, and it was right-handed. And and the guy got a win all yeah. the hole, but he turned to the camera and shouts, "Q Ryan Bowen, I, I was crying." Yeah. That was I
0: Dallas can't Langston. Who, it was. who was it, it? was Dallas Dallas Langston. Yeah, I got tagged. I got tagged <laughs> about right, three hundred times that one.
1: And he yeah, he just turns to the camera and he's like, "Q Ryan Bowen, I was on the deck, mate. I was laughing yeah. silly. so silly." <laughs> e- e- evidence there of uh, yeah. You gotta, you gotta watch what you say. So, just to make matters more fun, I figured we should, uh, should get into this a little bit and and start with the 504 predictions. And um, now the cast announced. Start to break that down. And who've you yeah,
0: got? Good chat. Good card.
1: And I'm uh, gonna. We'll always start with. I'll, Alan I'll and Jamie. Take route, I'll take the easy route and and let you dive in first, and then add on <laughs> whether I agree, disagree, or or how I see it. But uh, yeah, Alan Fisher. The timeless Alan Fisher. I mean, this is an old man. Alan Fisher's been around for 175 years, maybe more. (laughs) He actually laid the table at the Last Supper. Alan Fisher (laughs) is an arm wrestling machine. Joking aside, you've got to love How can you not love him? This guy Uh, has been there forever. He's got the tools, but he's so strong. And in the Nationals, same event I was referring to a moment ago, where your fans were, this guy looked warm. He looked red hot.
0: He did. He, I saw footage of him pulling Jeff Hale and in a hook too. Like, I think he lost to Jeff on unfortunate elbow fouls at the end of the day, but he looked the goods. He he had more inside power than I expected Alan to have. Like Alan, of course, known for that gigantic hand that he's got and, and that control that he can take at the top of the, of the table. Um, but he was ready to bang inside with, with Jeff and, and, at his age, sixty odd years old, wh- wh- he is impressive. That man, and when I look at this match, Alan v Jamie, uh, I, I on on current form, I cannot see Alan losing this match. I mean, Jamie Sheldon is someone who he's he's a, a picture perfect specimen. He's a big guy that can cut down to to that one six five sort of pounds, but Alan's I, I just. Too, too much intensity, too much too much ferocity in, he, in, his, in his attack and versatility, whether he needs to go exploding hand technique, whether he just needs to, to, to back pressure and rotation in the hook. I think Alan's going to thrash his way through this and just chip away Jamie down to the pad.
1: You know, it's interesting, isn't it? Because for me, Alan... He went, and he wouldn't mind me saying so. I'm sure he's a very honest guy. I think Alan went on a little bit of a slump of late. You know, in the the last, you chart him back the last couple of years. It's fair to say I think Alan was on, he was on a slump. He was in a low spot, and he actually took some losses to Jamie within that period of time. And yeah. um, you do wonder. I haven't been in touch with or had any conversations with Alan, but you do wonder if he's sort of uh, starting to get some confidence back and come into one of those peaks. I mean, you know, everybody makes fun of along with his statements around how many world titles he's got, uh, you're coupled with a couple of world records for largest gloves. But, yeah. at the end of the day, you cannot take away from the fact that this guy has real pedigree, real legacy. I mean, he's been there forever. He was banging away in the old Yukon Jacks with the likes of Dave Patton, Jerry Janning. You know, he's been there and, and he's he's we've all bought the t-shirt with his name on it. This is, this is a serious arm wrestler. And you look at Jamie Sheldon, Jamie may have a degree of confidence because of his last couple of wins over Alan, but I wonder whether his nerves are gonna be rattling just a little bit because of what he saw in the last mm. outing. Alan looks refreshed, he looks reinvigorated, you know.
0: Yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree more. I think that um it's it's a remarkable thing that Alan is uh the age that he is and able to still perform at such a high level for such a long consistent period of time and and for me for me jamie is the the taller guy he's he's got that ability like i know that jamie has a a tremendous strict bicep curl for instance i know that he he he's pushing like strict numbers up there close to world records when it comes to his body weight for Mm -hmm. a strict curl so he's always backed himself as as being powerful but but I think that with 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 Alan and what I saw against Jeff and his willingness to come inside, I I, don't, I cannot see Jamie Sheldon denying the hand and denying the hook on, on Alan. And if it goes there, I think that the Jamie is going to get a surprise, given the current form. And, and as you said, nerves will play into it a little bit with Jamie as well. Um, Jamie, Jamie, who did he lose to? He lost to was it Tom Holland? Did, did he pull Tom
1: Holland? He did. He lost to Tom in the battleground. Um, yeah. In the in the series finals, so he he, he was in um, he was in Atlanta. He lost to Tom, um, but since then, he, Jamie's is the guy that takes a loss well, and he seems to bounce back from that. And, and you always see a better, improved version of him. You know, at the next event. So yeah. I, I see that nerves thing going two ways, Ryan. I think yeah. that. Alan will also probably be mindful of the fact or concerned about the fact that if he doesn't perform here in this match, is it his last rodeo? You know, is, is this his last real shot at retaining that notoriety, at staying in the limelight? Because he's always been, throughout his career, he's always been the guy who was there or thereabouts. And that, that recent slump in form took him away from that. He wasn't the guy that was uh, expected to win all the time. And I yeah. think Jamie will be conscious of that too. He's just come off the loss with Tom. I think both men will feel pressure going into this yeah. because both yeah. will think, you know, I really, it backs against the wall time, guys. I got to perform here. Yeah. And I do wonder who, who deals with that better. I, I don't know. Yeah.
0: For me, the buck stops at, at about a 3 1 score to Alan. I think that, that Alan's going to have uh, just enough control to, to dictate terms on which vectors this match is fought on. With that big hand of his, and Jamie might sneak a, sneak in around a early, I think. But I feel like current form, Alan. Once he's once he's felt where he needs to be, um, it'll be his. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go three one, Alan. You're going three
1: one, Alan Fisher. Australia's yeah. Blue Bowen has put it on the block for the lightweights, <laughs> and he's part of this card. So bear in mind, this is a brave move because he's going to be stood in the room with these guys right before the arm wrestle can't yeah, that remind me. <laughs> Mate, what can I say? This is it. The yeah. lights are about to crack on. The announcement is about to be made and you are about to make the walk. It's your debut in the World Arm Wrestling League. Fulfillment of a childhood dream. Some would say your destiny. Not only are you the first Australian ever in the World Arm Wrestling League Super Series, you're also a man that needs to back up the claim that you are the strongest ginger of all time.
0: <laughs> oh, yes, I got uh, straight away the amount of messages I got reminding me that
1: Jerry, Jerry Cataract's still Todd alive H-
0: and Todd Hutchins, <laughs> H- Todd Hutchins.
1: Well, to so. be like, honest, <laughs> Todd Hutchins hides it well. I mean, unless he's got a serious ginger red in those eyebrows, <laughs> yeah. you are not seeing anything. <laughs> because, uh, your hair. I mean, you can imagine if, if there's any truth in the Samson legend, can you imagine how strong that dude would be if you had hair? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, that's it. So at the end of the day, I'm happy. Right now, I'm happy to settle for the, the, the bronze, the podium, when it comes to that. But but back to the matter at hand. Alan, Alan Guerra, uh, this, as you said, this is, for me, the fulfillment of a childhood dream, stepping onto a professional sporting stage. Up in lights with the uh, with the moment there ready to ready to be taken. So for me, this this right now, like we know that this means a lot to me. So when it comes to how this match unfolds, I think that I think that it's it's gonna be a beautiful story <laughs> right from the go. I think that there's gonna be there's gonna be nerves, we're gonna feel the tension of this match and the 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 moment that's going to determine whether this match goes my way or it goes Alan's way is is going to be not only on ability but on heart. And I think I'm going to bring so much heart to this. Just to, just to give it some context before we talk about how it's actually going to play out, uh, this is going to be a crazy match for me personally. So so it's going to be hard to just beat my energy that that night. And uh, how I see it going is is. A fight in, the, a fight in the, the initial instance to determine whose bone integrity, whose shoulder commitment, whose connective tissue is going to be the strongest. Now, I think that Alan would typically back himself there, but I think I'm going to bring something to the table that is going to potentially scare him in the setup and put him into a, an uncomfortable place where he expects me to run and all of a sudden... He's not feeling me running. Um, from there, I know Alan loves. He's got a press that he that I've seen him commit to against Celiaris. He's obviously got a hook. He'll dig in and he'll he he will die. He on the on the table. He's not gonna give up under any circumstances. But the way I see this match going, him driving, me driving, a match stops. The torque and the back pressure comes on. That python like squeeze comes on. And honestly, Neil, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make that man pin him, pin himself. That's what you're going to see at WAL 504. You're going I'm for the take...
1: repeat. You're going for the am... same feeling yes. that you got in the bottom eight. <laughs> yes. The Burgoyne that was technique.
0: It. <laughs> yeah. What you saw in round two against Evan Burgoyne is going to come to life again. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to be glorious. When you can make
1: a 300-plus-pound <laughs> semi-drunk man. Say, Matei, you know you're alive. That's like that special toothpaste experience right over again, that one. (laughs) When your mouth just feels wakened up. I I, I see where you're coming from. I'm going to go with my prediction on this. I know that you've been doing a lot of work with uh, Toddzilla, and you've changed a lot of things, and uh, you'll be very keen to demonstrate that but i think that your win in this match is going to come from what you do best what you've done best and what you know best i think you are going to win this match and i think you win it relatively comfortably and i think you win it because your hand and wrist are superior that's my honest belief here i think you might get a little bit of a scare early Um, because of the heart and desire of Alan. But I think that could actually work against him a little bit as well. I think of the two arm wrestlers, you're the more patient. And I think that patience will be important here. And I've seen, obviously you spoke about the Ciliaris match, but I've seen that Alan sometimes can be a little hasty and can be a little impatient and he can lose his hand and wrist early. Uh, somebody with the type of versatility that i believe you're bringing into this match and the, the type of hunger that i believe you're bringing into this match i actually believe that you were uh, yeah you you're gonna be you're gonna be able to capitalize on that and i think you'll get what you need relatively early and you're smart enough to bleed him so mm. i got you i got well, you in that one
0: good good the smart money's there the smart money's there but you know you know the early rounds are the dangerous rounds for me i'll admit that that round one, having never felt Alan before, uh, there's going to be an opportunity for him to hit a hit a, hit a zone and and maybe maybe drive drive a press in, get something behind it, and and catch me. Um, I can see that happening. It is possible, but I, that same sort of thing happened with Evan round one. He he just got got his groove and bumped me off mine. But I think once I feel it, I'm I know where to go and. I'll be able to take control of the match, and 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 I feel like I could go for a decisive victory. But one thing about this for me and this whole experience and journey uh, is is I is I'm aiming very high, and I, and I don't want this match to be seen as 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 the end of the line. I want I really want to sh- demonstrate that that there's more to the story yet, and. And this is just the, the opening chapter. So you, I, whether whether that means fast and decisive or whether that means controlled and and boa constrictor-like, I don't know. We're going to see where it goes. But I, I am excited. Let's just leave it at that.
1: <laughs> Very excited. Step number one on Ryan Bowen's own ladder of ambition. You can see it <laughs> in July, ladies and gents. And uh, yeah, Bowen is hotly tipped. At least in this show, for the win over Alingera. Ladies and gentlemen, we gotta take a quick break, and we will be right back with more discussion, more opinion, in just a few minutes' time. Stay with us. Welcome the- oh, back to the show, guys, or if you're just joining us, we are mid conversation with the man. Down Under, it's Ryan Blueboy We're just about well, to talk About probably One of the most Difficult matches to call In the history of the World Arm Wrestling League Female Division And Why I say that is a lot of people Are not going to know A great deal about Marlin Kleinsmith. Now Marlon, we do know Is a World Arm Wrestling Federation Champion In the uh Kilo category, she is uh, a lady with an enormous amount of experience I mean, Marlin's been a medalist at World many many times over and uh, she's from that great arm wrestling nation that Fia Reisik, the lady she's going to compete against is from, Fia everybody knows Fia, she's been over there she's undefeated, she's never had really any blemishes in her career with World Arm Wrestling League but this one could be different, where do you see it
0: going mate? I, I, I agree with you when you say this is a difficult one to predict, but th- to me, this is the cream of the crop when it comes to to women's arm wrestling. From from what I've experienced, I met Fia and saw her in action in two thousand and fifteen for the first time at the the Malaysian World Championship, and she looked phenomenal. She she carved that thing up, hand and wrist looked utterly dominant, and and I remember meeting this 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 lady, thinking, "Wow, this woman is is something that is very impressive." And that form from that first impression that I got has continued into the World Arm Wrestling League, and as you said, undefeated, never even looked like being challenged. Enter Marlon Kleinsmith. Now, are, I think are they are they cousins, Marlon and Fio? I, I think they're not. You're that. thinking
1: of you're thinking of Heidi Andersson. Heidi uh, is um, the most famous female arm wrestler ever out of Sweden. Okay. The arm wrestler from well, the loneliness, um, from the solitude. Now she is the cousin of Fear, and they've trained to get. In fact, Fear was in her shadow a little bit. Uh Heidi. In fun... it's it's funny actually that I heard you describe uh, the way you met Fear and you thought, yeah, this woman is something very impressive. Uh I had a similar experience when I first met Marlene Kleinsmith, and then I found out she also arm wrestled. Now, um, since then, it's fair to say that both Fia and Marlin have been prominent in every single world championship that they've contested. And both of them have got really, really impressive accolades to their name. Fia was always a left-hand specialist, was always the lady that was right there at world level on the left. Her cousin, Heidi Anderson, was the lady that was taking the right arm and sweeping that away. She's, I think, matured a little later into the sport, both right and left. I think she's more confident now than she's ever been. And I think particularly, and this is a pivotal thing in the match that we're talking about here, I think particularly comfortable within the World Arm Wrestling League format. Because she's quietly built up a pretty extensive level of experience Within world arm yeah. wrestling, she's 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 been there, and she's dominated. She's done exceptionally well of late. I think the yeah. biggest problem that Marlin has got coming into this, despite her obvious abilities, is that she stands to potentially struggle a little with the format. I think the rule system, I think the grip, could cause her a few hurdles.
0: Mm. I think that because I mean, it does make a big difference, doesn't it? And like for me. I'm an arm wrestler that's gone from uh, the Australian scene, which is much more similar to the American scene. When I go over to, to Europe and compete on the handful of times I have, it's very, very different. Very different. The amount of loading that happens in a WAL prior to the go, very, very different. As you said, Fia, very experienced in that. Marlon making a debut in the WAL, it's going to be very, very different. But now, And Marlon, of course, known for her her speed and her top roll which i imagine is even more dangerous when it's from a no load uh, setup so for her to have to load with fear and she might lose a bit of the speed and a bit of the, the the ferocity of her hit off the go which probably plays into fear now i imagine this is going to go to straps as well and in the straps again, uh top roll from, from Marlon against the hand and wrist of, of of Fia. I I I feel like this is Fia's match, but at the same time, Marlon coming off the form that she has been, where well, I know that she she won the the WAF championship, and then she's had a, a, a year of rejuvenation of soul searching, and not that she want, needed time off, but she wanted to just to just have a break from the, the busy schedule and, I think, enjoy arm wrestling a bit more. So, for me, the combination of coming off a WAP World Championship and then rejuvenating yourself over a year, she might be in the best form that she has ever been in. We might see a Marlon Clinesmith that just destroys fear.
1: And wouldn't that be a sight to see? That would be, in my opinion remarkable it would be a real upset and i'll tell you why i believe that because as i mentioned earlier i think the experience thing is key but also i think the experience the other way i think that the fact that fear is very very familiar with marlin um and as arm wrestled her in training in practice and in competition so many times over the years will allow her to potentially expose a few uh, issues for marlin most notably that would be the strap Marlin, as you rightly say, super explosive, the most explosive hitter uh, in the weight class, um, has the potential to blow through her opponents, and quite possibly could do that to Fear, as you rightly pointed out. I just wonder whether Fear will be able to get it to the straps and be able to put the brakes on as a result of that, and that might make Marlin feel a little uncomfortable early in the match, and all these things. Uh, the experience of the world arm wrestling federation the experience of uh, the referees just the individuals just actually knowing that referee style how they're going to say go the, the the little inflections in the way that they say go things like that all the subconscious triggers and i think that marlin's best days in the world arm wrestling league uh, whatever happens in la are still to come i think she's someone that will blossom into the, the the league and i think that she'll do very well going forward she's obviously not lacking in ability whether or not she, it will be with fear i don't know i i've got fear as a favorite and i think that she will come out probably a three-1 winner i would think maybe even three0 but I'll, but but i've got fear
0: yeah i think I, I agree that it is fears it is fears match to lose i think marlon comes in though with without the pressure fear will have the pressure of being the favorite marlon has a free ticket to just to to tee off on fear and and you never know maybe she'll come in with that that uh, attitude and and use the 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 relaxed nature of the rules of wal to her advantage and she might she might get the early jump. She might she might just get the start she needs. So I think there's at least a round in there for, for Marlon. Um, uh, I've seen Fia come out of the blocks slowly before um, in a super match. So I think first round, Marlon, she could be excited and will take that. Can she get two and then maybe three? To me, that's a long shot. I think it's Fia's to lose still. But yeah, I agree. I'm going to go 3-1 to Fia on this
1: one. So for me, classical um, heart says Marlin, head says Fia and Ryan Bowen on a similar page. It's going to be interesting. The ladies centre stage, maybe the biggest match that we've seen in the World Arm Wrestling League for the ladies, certainly in terms of notoriety and names. Marlin Kleinsmith, Fear Asic, will go down at the Novo. Ryan, this is the one. Everybody loves a prediction. And there's no, there's no more fun one to predict than this next <laughs> match. No limits, Devon Larratt. Yeah, I, I
0: have, I have the worst, the worst prediction in history when it comes to Devon Larratt. So if you just bet against anything I say in this next moment, you're probably good.
1: So you're going to, or are you rever- reverse <laughs> psychology application? Now, you could be thinking, well, every fibre of my being is telling me this result. So I'm going to go with the opposite. I mean, let, 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 let's look at this on paper a little bit. Okay, you've got Dave Chafee, quietly spoken individual, not a guy that goes around and runs his mouth and tries to generate a great deal of uh, trash talk before a match. But we saw him in Atlanta and he basically called out Devin Larrett. He basically yeah. said, "You know, this is the golden boy of the promotion, the poster boy of the promotion," and uh, gave him a little bit of a uh, little bit of stick and a bit of abuse. Later that night, we saw Devon exposed. He was beaten by Michael Todd. Now, Styles make matches, and a lot of conclusions have been drawn from by a lot of people post Devon's match with Denis Plenkoff on the left arm. Mm-hmm. Devon and the smart money has said, Look, you know, that was left. Um, this is an entirely different animal, the right arm. <laughs> well, This is it. It is on. It's time to step up. It's time to be counted. Dave Chafee, easy money. Will it be easy money?
0: Yeah, you know, uh, every bit of my fiber says, Yes, it will. But when I, when this, and, this is why I why I struggle to to make accurate predictions with Devin Larratt is because I love the way that man approaches combat in in arm wrestling. He doesn't just come with physicality; he brings he brings psychology, and when he combines all of that, he comes with such a a potent offense that I always see a way for him winning, even if. The the chips are just down, and it doesn't seem possible. I can always see a way that he could win, and that's where I get it so wrong. So, like, I just want to tell you now that Dave's going to win. He's going to crush him. He's got too much back pressure. He's got too much side pressure. His wrist isn't going to buckle, and he's not going to get turned palm up. Like, there's all those fundamental strengths there that that he has that are superior to Devon in, in probably 80% of people's minds, but Devin and that, that little chink that we saw in that emotional, um, that moment where Dave called out Devin, it seemed like there was a little bit of genuine personal heart in that, in that call out. To me, that's something that Devin will latch onto and exploit and, and he will twist the knife into that, until he gets something. I expect the setups to be horrible for Dave. And Devin is going to cause nightmares for that man before the go. And if all of that happens. And if Devin gets his wrist just bent slightly. And palm up slightly. Then then it's on. And then Devin will do what he did to, to Pushkar. arrest his soul on left arm. I can see that. Potentially unfolding if the the, the chips are all fall as Devin
1: needs them to. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna put it on the block. I, I think Devon wins this match. And I think potentially Devon wins this match in the most dramatic fashion possibly of his entire career. And I think that that could be because, as you rightly say, I do believe that Dave Chafee has got. More power, more top-end than Devon. I think Devon, in recent times, has been the worst attacking arm wrestler in the elite-level super-heavyweight division. He is appalling at that. And I largely put that down to the fact that he cha- trains with people who he's a punch bag for. He His defensive capabilities are exceptional. His attacking capabilities have been eroded. They're rusty. He doesn't utilise them well. But this basically comes down to two things. Can he get any bite on Dave Chafee that makes the match last for any kind of considerable period? If he can do that in match one, every second that he puts on the clock increases his opportunity to win exponentially, in my opinion. Dave Chafee, if he has a weakness, I genuinely believe that weakness is endurance. He is, he's, he's nitro. This guy is a drag car. He, he's not the type of individual that we've seen get into long matches and stay with it. He's so very, very powerful that men, he's not a guy that's experienced in doing that. So he could be in a situation where, like you say, he's just too red line strong. And he simply runs over Devon. And there's a guessing game to be played here by Devon earlier on in terms of he has to find the angle. But you made one point that I agree with wholeheartedly, and that is that if Devon can make the setups exciting, if he can make the setups a grind, if he can make it so that there is a degree of endurance required in that setup, so that Dave's hand and wrist become pumped, Inflated, exposed to any extent. If you can get the match to a strap, I think that this could be a really dramatic evening because I do believe that Dave's raw redline top end will be significant enough to finish Devon in 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 round one, possibly even in round two. But I think in round two, Devon is in a situation where he needs to go glory or bust in exposing Dave's hand and wrist to some extent to making Dave work very very hard if he's capable of doing that I don't think he necessarily has to win that pin but he does have to put a significant toll on Dave Chafee's arm in that match by that time and if he's capable of doing that if he's able to do that then I do believe he could come back and sweep three pins back-to-back, back, which I think on anybody's scorecard would make dramatic reading. Now, there's probably people out there mm-hmm. going, you know what, Fatty? <laughs> Shut up. You are talking <laughs> rubbish. This is what's going to happen. But that is a romantic scenario for me, but yeah. it's not based on fantasy. It's a romantic scenario that I think is based on solid possibilities, solid facts. So we shall see, yeah. my son. We
0: shall I, see. Yeah, I, 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 I'm with you that the, the romantic side of it is, is, is that storyline. And, and I, I do agree that all of with all those factors that you said about how Devin can paint that story and, and be the most dramatic victory he's ever had. And it would be, um, but I, I feel like endurance, like if I, if I just have to talk on reality now and just say, look, if, if, if this was a, a life or death bet for me, I would be betting on Dave Chaffee. I, I just would have to. To me, the adjustments that he will have to make, uh, I think that he will have Devin guessing. Um, I think Devin is going to be slightly in two minds, whether he is digging, digging deep or trying to... Digging deep and looking to affect um, the rotation of, of Dave, or is he slightly running and trying to crack the wrist of Dave uh, I think that I think that Dave can ultimately have enough back pressure to make those adjustments, feel where Devin's going and, and, and just take control. I feel like that has to be, but there's always a part of me that wants to bet on Devin and I know that if this is the one time I bet on Dave against Devin, Devin will finally get it done because every other time in my life I've I've gone with the romantic story and it's backfired
1: mm-hmm. I think the other Sorry. the other significant factor that I've raised when I've spoken about Dave Chafee a number of times is comments that have remained in my mind have been from other arm wrestlers that have faced Dave and have non-stop talked about the fact that this guy is not an orthodox arm wrestler his angles mm-hmm. are not orthodox, he doesn't arm wrestling that classical textbook linear fashion this is a guy that arm wrestles from unusual angles um it's brawn beats technique all the time now that's not a slight on dave it's actually a weapon if you are somebody that does things in a slightly different way if you take a slightly different look then that can create real problems particularly for someone who is as technically versed as devon you know and i think yeah. it it is potentially a mistake for devon to believe that he could run to that same uh, defensive position and dave wouldn't have enough grunt to drive through him because i think he very well could have you know um yeah. yeah. i yeah. also think yeah. the yeah. lack of devon's experience with dave he's not he's not someone that um nobody's got really the the blueprint on dave from a, oh, this is how we, with the possible exception of michael todd nobody else has really managed to crack that nut and I think that comes down to the fact that there isn't a lot of battle match footage out there on Dave Chafee, you know? Yeah. yeah
0: because he, he just, he's just So, it so strong, up. so strong, so soon. And, and yeah, it's, it's few and far between seeing real, real wars against him. I mean, yeah, we've, we've seen Bajan, Bajan pull well against him on the mm-hmm. WAL arena and, and get the job done, but that's not something that Devon's going to be able to do anything like that. So yeah, without, without the offensive um, horsepower, as you as you mentioned, in Devon, um, it's going to be a long story if Devon is going to win this one. And uh, it's going to be a massive match either way, that's
1: for sure. Oh, enormously so. I mean, Devon Larratt must be coming into this feeling that he needs to, maybe he doesn't, he looks at things differently, but I think he may have a, an angle where there's a little bit feeling like he needs to re-legitimise himself, you know? the negative yeah. press that surrounded him, unjustifiably so on the right arm, as I say, but there has been a degree of negativity levied at him. Um, and he probably wants to write that, you know, and this would, I'll tell you what, this would deliver him with an absolute bump into the discussion well, about who's the man, wouldn't it? I mean, if he if he yeah. comes and cracks, you know, scenario X, if he shows up and smacks the living daylights out of Dave Chaffey, then, then what? Then what? Yeah. Yeah.
0: You I'm know. with you. I'm with you. But so, I'm going to I'm going I'm going I'm I'm I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going 3-0 Dave Chaffey.
1: 3-0 Dave Chaffey. Okay. 3-0. <laughs> you're going to love this. I'm going 3-2 Devon Larratt. Yeah, I hope you're right. I hope you're right. It'll be amazing. Yeah, I hope I'm right for the sake of the show. Um it's 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 uh if you ain't betting, you ain't living. We're about to find yeah. out, mate. <laughs> yeah, why not go for the uh... long shot now on that one again? <laughs> Ladies and gents, that's all we got time for tonight. I want to thank Ryan Blue Boeing very much for his predictions and for coming on the show once again. Remember, tune in Thursday night, the Novo LAWEL 504. And join me same time next time on the World Arm Wrestling League this week with myself, Neil Pickup.